Alahiatu and welcome to the link up. Today I have my best friend here. Woo! Um, Miss Enola Paya. And we're actually just going to chill and pretty much this is all about the bestie chats. Um and today's topic we're talking about life hacks. So I am going to let Knowles uh tell us a bit about herself. So over to you. Yay! By the way, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking when you named it Bestie Chats, I was like so how filtered or unfiltered <laughs> are we, you know? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to hear the unfiltered versions. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to be here. Um, my background, firstly, I am Nguyen Canadian. Um, so I am from Hakupu uh, Nguyen, which I'm actually traveling to in the next few weeks. So Yay! I can't wait to go back um, and dig dig some family history out and learn some more stories Love from it. from my family there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my mum is Canadian, but our background is um, Czech and Polish and gosh, a whole bunch of different. Wow, just different very European. There. Yeah, very yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I yeah. tripped on that European. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So crazy mix. Mm. Uh, but um, born in Aotearoa. Raised in the beautiful hood of Otara, South Auckland, <laughs> and so loud and proud about that. And yeah, my background has been creative arts directing, specifically in street dance, mm-hmm. for the last 15, almost 20 years. Woo! Yeah. I still rock the young life <laughs> in my dreams. And I do just it so well. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and um, and youth and community work. So I think mm. I've been raised in those environments, and I love those environments. And um, the list could go on about the different, you know, programs, initiatives, things that were pioneered in the spaces I've been a part of. Yeah. Um, but if there's dance, young people, creatives. And community that's that's all I'll probably ever do. Yeah. Until yeah. I cannot physically do it anymore. Mm. Okay, wow, that was a lot to take in. And it's not as if I don't know a lot of this stuff. It's just it's so cool just hearing it all over again. And, you know, as besties, we've definitely um been ride and die for each other, but also We've gone through the good, the bad, the highs, the lows, the hills, the valleys, you name it. And we have the stories of doom to go with that. Um, yep. Probably some <laughs> not good for public consumption. <laughs> um, but I guess in terms of our relationship and just everything we've walked out together, it's been such a blessing and a joy to have you in my life. Um, you're definitely a pillar for me and you also are one of the few people who's able to check me <laughs> and keep me grounded and humble, which Some, I really love. By accident. <laughs> <laughs> I really love because you do actually need those people who can actually bring you back down mm. to earth if you're getting so air balloonish that you're trying to float away. Um, Same. Which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) we're talking about life hacks today and we had, um, we're just going to get into whatever topics that come up and we're just going to talk about them. So what (laughs) life hack do you first want to touch on? Great, great question. I 
I was thinking off the top of my head, all the common things that come up in conversations with all the people that I've uh, mentored or worked with yep. or led. And there's a lot of common things that come up. And right. one of them, which I want to bring to the table, mm. is the myth of balance. Right. I love that. Because you hear people all the time mm. and we've probably said it ourselves like yes. oh, i just i just need to find balance yes or i'm so busy everything's so crazy but i just need to find some balance yeah and i really believe that's this myth to be popped yeah um because that could also become a trap right and especially in our spaces mm. Uh, you're just always busy. Like it's right. busy, busy, busy. It's tired and busy. Yeah. And then, especially the older you get, it's just tired and tired, tired and busy. <laughs> but the question is why? Because we're in control of how we commit our our energy, where we commit our energy, with mm. who. And so we're in control of that. And the myth about balance, and this is all my personal experiences and what I believe is balance is not, always a good goal to achieve right because sometimes and I know there'll be people who can reflect and relate and even mm. ourselves we overcommit and we start to take on the next commitment the next commitment for whatever reason mm. great opportunities take it all yeah cool yeah. like people please oops cool like I want to honor those people you know we start building all these commitments and mm. then we try fight for balance but what we're really doing is we're we're watering down quality, effectiveness, um, and we end up in this average zone. Right. We accidentally yes. try to spread ourselves across many things, mm. but then we're watering down other aspects of ourselves to balance, to help carry all the different loads. And, right. and by the end of it, we're just averaging out. Right, so it's like being a jack of all trades but master of none. Yeah, mm. and that, you know, for some people, they might actually like that and that might mm. be a part of what they feel is right for them. Right. But a majority of people, they try, you know, hit balance and instead they hit burnout. Right. Because they're just trying to juggle everything. And mm. so it's driven by this idea of, I just need to get balance. Yeah. And I think that's like... A myth yes. I think it's um, sometimes unachievable or if you get balanced there's gonna be mm. a loss somewhere else yeah I remember a couple of years ago maybe we we're unpacking it in one of our one-on-one um, -on -one bestie chats <laughs> where not everyone could see it um, but I remember talking to you about this uh, balance and how I'd really come away from balance and had begun to view my world as more what brings harmony and what's more harmonious like mm. I won't put equal amounts of energy to certain things but there are certain things that I need in my life to bring joy and yeah. that I need in my life to make sure I'm willing to wake up the next day and go and so it became more so if you look at it in a, in a circle almost, like it might be a slither of that circle, but that little slither 
could bring me the most joy mm. and it was about making sure that my world looked more harmonious and that there was harmony in everything I did as opposed to trying to balance it all out yeah so I remember when we were discussing this and I remember thinking yeah balance is a real myth because you hear it all the time and it's like oh I just need to find the balance or oh I'm so overcommitted or I've got all this stuff I just have to pull it back and get that balance and I'm like what is balance like what is it actually yes and so for me it didn't make sense to use that language anymore Mm. because I found it really didn't apply because a lot of the time my energy levels are put to different things and they're not all the same. Yeah. Like it, everything I do is treated uniquely for whatever I'm doing. So for me to say, oh, let's balance it out. Like if you even think of balance as like levels, mm. to balance is to make them kind of all even and or to make sure it's like just on the same level. Yeah. Whereas for me with harmony it's about creating something that flows and will continue to function well um yeah so that yeah even that word harmony is such a um great analogy as well because it should flow yes rather than being forced yes um it has level or layers Mm. and you know harmony is many layers Mm. and all have different purposes with different weight exactly and even if you think from music you hear certain things that are amplified more yes or pull back and different instruments take Mm. over and so there's that um which the analogy of harmony is way way beautiful however Mm. it requires a lot of self-awareness yes which then means that not everyone would understand that word until they reach this place of way more self-awareness because even just to pursue these ideas you have to be really self-aware yes and that's a that's a gap that can help us get trapped in the Mm. idea of balance you know because you're not maybe growing that self-awareness in your life so I guess if we're popping this myth bubble of balance (laughs) 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 um what then practically would that look like Mm. I love that you brought to the table the word harmony yeah um I I could bring something else because I reckon some people will actually embrace that word harmony and start to discover okay what does that look like in my life right what feels harmonious in my life yes what doesn't Mm. and then question why does Mm. that have to be removed or does that have to have a lesser influence in my life right so so even applying the self-reflection of harmony is one thing that could Mm -hmm. be totally done especially if that resonates with you yeah um another thing is is seasonal so the word seasonal Mm. could be another aspect and so that could mean you go back to the main things that you wanted to focus on this year Mm. Um, and you're aware of the anchors mentoring space that I facilitate and you're a part of and in that space we talk about um, creating anchors and there's multiple things but one of them is focuses and the things that you want to exit this year with Mm. that you know you poured your energy and effort into that Mm. you're called to 
right. that you really know you're meant to focus on. And so going to those core things for mm. you, you might have goals or focuses or whatever those core things might be mm. and looking at how those become pr- top priority mm. and, and removing and changing the level of priority of right. those things. And then some of those things might be seasonal. Mm. So for example, last year I took a dramatic um, approach mm. and I got to around September and I realized that I wasn't progressing in all the things I meant to. I was right. mediocre in everything. Okay. And I was getting burnt out because I was just trying to spread mm. myself across everything. Yeah. I was trying to be like 5% here, 10% in everything. Mm. And Although then, in all fairness, your mediocre isn't really mediocre, but yep, we can talk about that later. Yeah, that's the overworking problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, another problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to this point realizing, oh, I'm not even achieving the things that I really felt in my heart I was meant to. Right. So I dramatically made sacrifices. And what I did mm. is I elevated the things I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. I poured focus, energy, time, intentional um you know, effort into this season mm. for the next three months, I went hundies. Wow. I had to make sacrifices elsewhere though. Mm. I had to decide, am I going to have a social life? Yeah. Am I going to be able to do these other things I'm trying to like do everything with? Right. And I had to make a sacrifice in order to have high effective pro- mm. progress mm. in those top things. Mm. And then it only lasted about three months. Right. Then I could shift. I'm right. like, cool. I made massive progress in those three months. Then I could take a break. Then I could be a bit more social. Mm. You know, for you, it might be like, you're going to have to eat some noodles for some time and have less social life to pursue that dream. Right. And then that window will end mm. if you choose and plan it. Mm. And then you can go reset. Yes. And then you move. And so instead of it being like this balance, you're having these levels changing all the time. It's like if you've seen a a music soundboard, like at a sound desk or a sound system, Mm. they have all these levels. Yes. And it can't always be the same. Mm. Like our mic levels will have different volume levels always changing. And so in our life seasons, your season is changing. So then you you change the level of focus. You change the level of effort. Mm. And again, it requires self-awareness, but the main thing it requires is taking ownership Mm. of those focuses that you know you're meant to be pouring your energy into. Right. Not all these tiny commitments that you probably shouldn't have taken on. Mm. Not all these people-pleasing commitments that you feel (laughs) obligated to take on. It's actually like, well... Of course you're burning out. Yeah. Because it doesn't even bring life to you. Right. But there's these top three things. Yes. That you know you can amplify. Mm. And so that's my long way of saying going back to those focuses. Yeah. And then choosing how you how you want to elevate them in mm. your life for what period. Um, I remember my brother um, who has heaps of background as an engineer and in business. And one of the advices he told me was I had this creative arts um, customizing jackets for right. fun yeah. that accidentally blew up. I had way too many orders. Oh, my gosh. They're they're amazing because like, you're still kind of doing them, but <laughs> they're amazing. And, and it was through a lockdown. Right. I just wanted to do it. 
all of a sudden had all these custom orders for these anime jackets that I didn't expect to blow up. Mm. And my brother said, you know, you could just do a short time and then leave it. You don't have to pursue this like, oh my gosh, like I have to just go. Yeah, I have to make it a thing because it's blown up. Yeah. And then we pressure ourselves thinking like, maybe this is a... Uh, a success measure and Mm. and he said you could just do it for 10 months or two months and then that's it Mm. so I did that and it took this pressure off right but that's the understanding of knowing what you're meant to do versus what looks cool right understanding the difference between the opportunities that present to you Mm. but not all of them are meant to be taken yes the ones that align to your call those might be the ones to really consider mm. as opposed to taking every opportunity, mm. burning out because you're you're trying to balance everything, but you can't. Right. So having intentional seasons mm. is, is such a key. And it's so important, especially when it comes to this whole thing, if we're breaking this myth of balance. Yeah. Having seasonal times and... Um, having seasons where you can focus on things that make you come alive or things Mm. that you're passionate about but you also know it is just a season it means you get to invest quality it means you get to invest the right amounts of energy and it also gives you an end date which yes. means <laughs> you don't have to be stuck if it's if you feel yourself like not being as passionate as you were about yeah. it. And the type of world we live in now, you you actually can make those choices mm. and we aren't restricted to what was done because with technology there is so much newness. Yeah. Um and there's been huge benefit even if there is also a very negative um, side to technology as well but in terms of what we're talking about right now like mm. just being able to say okay if I focus for three months I'm gonna be able to see this happen and then I can just leave it if I want to exactly or you could build on it yes so the the opportunities and even the forward moving it's all encompassed in being able to be seasonal or figuring out harmony within your life. Yeah. But a lot of it does come down to self-awareness and mm. doing the work to actually understand what serves you and what doesn't. Yes. Anymore. Yeah. Something that may have worked for you for a long time actually may not work for you anymore with so the true. new season you're entering. So true. Mm. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And again, it's just, you know, a question even for those who are listening, like how do you gauge how self-aware you are and how do you grow your self-awareness? One of the things that we learn from each other is the way we talk, we're basically counseling each other. (laughs) (laughs) And those conversations help with blind spots. Absolutely. And, And that can even be another life hack is having people who are safe Mm. and trusted Mm. but also are not just yes people who take your side absolutely they bring another perspective Mm. of wisdom to your life and they will help you see blind spots Mm. 
because you can't see blind spots uh, without actually making an effort to try figure out what are the blind spots exactly. in your own self-awareness. That's why they're called blind spots. <laughs> yeah. It's, I know we, we catch each other's blind spots so often. Mm. Sometimes without knowing, we're just sharing mm. perspectives and then it's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh. oh. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank delete, you for that. Delete the to my heart that I needed. <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's the question of okay, how can we grow greater levels of self awareness? Mm. Who is around us that we're humbly leading into our world mm. to speak perspectives and wisdom that will maybe hurt our pride, mm. but help our life and and becoming so much more self aware. Yeah, and I think even in that vein of what you're talking about, in terms of these people who you're trusting, they you have to be willing to be vulnerable. Mm. You have to be willing to be authentic. And you have to be willing to allow a level of influence from these people. That's why they need to be safe. Yeah. that Because you're trusting these people to check you, to catch you, and like you said, to see your blind spots. And if you're just trusting every Tom, Dick and Harry, it is not going to work. Nah, because totally. then you you head more into the direction of people pleasing. So it means anyone's opinion can influence you. And the thing is, people who don't matter shouldn't be able to affect you. Mm. Because... They can have their opinions. People are welcome to have their own opinions. Absolutely. Like, you have that autonomy. You are allowed to think the way you want to think. There's no problem in that. Mm. But if people who you don't know can affect who you are at your core, you've got a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Because that space of influence should only be trusted with a few. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think also because we're both women of faith, we're, mm. um, we're, we're people who really base ourselves in the Bible. That's also been a huge foundation for us mm. in catching each other and even journeying alongside each other. Mm. I mean, it's been almost twenty years now <laughs> of being besties. I mean, we we were these young teenagers who like had dreams of taking over the world and in some aspects we did (laughs) but then we were also humbled (laughs) as we grow because life isn't um it it goes everywhere yeah and um the older you get the more you realize how much you really do not know (laughs) hard ow (laughs) I feel like I'm still such a student in so many seasons. I just feel like every new season I become a student again. Mm. But I love that as well. I think that's a really good space to live your life in is being a perpetual student. Now, it doesn't have to be an academic student. You could be a student of life. Totally. And we're all on this journey of life, so it would make sense that you're continually learning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think even um, uh, a question to put out there, just a, a question to reflect on is who are you surrounding yourself with who you can be a student mm. of? You know, um, you might use the word mentor, but 
not all people have to be mentors. Right. They're just people in your spaces that mm. really challenge your perspective mm. just because they're living it. You know, they're 10, 20, 30 years older. They've been there, done that, and mm. they're living it. Are you are you allowing those type of people to be in your proximity? Yeah. Um, and, and that can also increase not just growth, not just being mm. humbled to be a student. Mm. But also growing, you know, that level of self-awareness as well, like bringing it back to self-awareness. And I don't know if people put enough effort into surrounding themselves with, I'm talking about older generation wisdom Mm. because, yeah, we're still rookies at life. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we can get stuck in just sticking with our friends. Right. And some of our friends are amazing emotional support, but maybe not wisdom. Yeah, Some of our friends have great wisdom. However, they're still in the generation of you, so they're still working Mm. out things as well. But Mm. when you have generations who have been through crazy things as well, they Mm. just bring another perspective that increases that self-awareness for your life. But the question is, are you going to put an effort to actually change your circles to Mm. allow these people in your life yeah and I think another aspect to self-awareness and even your question is it's also about checking your ego (laughs) because the thing is (laughs) when you have done so much and between the both of us we've done a lot yeah we really have crazy stuff yeah crazy cool stuff Mm. Um, you can get into the space of, I've already done stuff. Who are you to tell me what to do? Like, yeah, okay, cool. You've got some credentials in some areas or you've done some stuff in some areas, but I was 19 when I started stuff. Like Mm. how, what were you doing at 19? You know, so you can get into these spaces that where you trap yourself Yeah, because you're like, you're not willing to listen because you're like, well, what were you doing then? Yeah. You know? And the thing is, if you're not willing to be humble and have people speak life and wisdom over you, your ego is going to get in the way of you actually reaching the fullest potential. That is so true. Of what you could achieve. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I've had to. That's one area that I've had to constantly be aware of in mm. my life um, because especially in my like 20s because I'm still 20 in my 20s <laughs> <laughs> I, I found myself internally prideful yes so externally I was putting an effort to ensure that I try try stay humble mm. but then you know people would all be like you're so humble but I'm like nah you don't know how Um, prideful I would think Mm. or feel and I had to constantly keep that in check Mm. I had to constantly be like asking God to give me direction on how to like rein that part of my perspective in Mm. and then it slowly became um, less of an influence in my life but ego is always flying around and then if you enter into leadership positions Mm. that's a whole different ball game it really is because I'm and and it's it could be an ego or it could also be wisdom. There's fine line in between, mm. but 
I personally, I would listen to people who have walked mm. the same valleys and mountains as a leader because I'm like, okay, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. I, I can conversate with you for these leadership Absolutely. experiences. Yeah. But when people who haven't walked that, mm. I'm like, yeah <laughs> and that, i'm and like that, i love your knowledge and your theory of how something will happen yeah but in terms of a lived reality and a yeah. lived perspective i'm probably gonna go with the lived reality and perspective more totally because they've been in the trenches yeah and when someone tells you a lot theoretically you're like that's cool but how do you empathize or how do you even sympathize with what I'm feeling mm. if you've never been through it? Yeah. So. And then that's that's the part of like um, where ego and wisdom can like, oh, where's the fine line between yes. that? But you're right. I just, you're right in terms of saying how ego can really block us from growth, can mm. block us from, it becomes this huge wall. Absolutely. There's like no chance for humility, learning and self-awareness to be mm. when there's an ego you know, right in front of you. <laughs> I'm just laughing because we've had these kind of chats a lot. And when we, when we dissect them, we end up like, just like throwing out these daggers to each other unknowingly. And it's like, oh, I needed to, damn. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, I need to check myself again. And I'm like, sorry, God, <laughs> I was really prideful and I need to check myself. And I probably need to go and apologize to so-and-so or... <sighs> I need to treat so-and-so better. And I'm just like, okay, God, cool. Thank you for time. my best friend. All the time, yep. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay, cool. That was a lot of info around the myth of um, uh, balance. So, And like five other things. I know, and five other things within <laughs> that, which is, which is how we operate. Yes. But let's hit another topic. Okay. Have you ever met that friend? You probably have heaps of them. <laughs> Those listening, you're probably going to think of names. Have you met that friend who they are very quick to give advice to right. your situations, but they don't take their own advice? Ouch. And then they complain about <laughs> their situation that directly could have been fixed with their own advice? Yes. I think we know Who's a lot that of that friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, you know, we've we may have experienced it mm. and you, you easily catch it in others, but we need to put the mirror up and Absolutely. Actually, actually check with ourselves. Mm. You know, I find it really fascinating. Especially like I just think of, you know, all of our 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 friends and and girls who are so quick to give like relationship advice right. and boundaries and you need to sort out this and mad girl you watch out for the red flags yeah. and, and then it's like okay but put up a mirror yeah and and then silence and then defense right. and yes. then put up right. the walls because maybe it's too uncomfortable to admit that you need that same advice <laughs> That same advice that you already know that you give to everyone else, except for yourself. Yeah, and that's such an interesting, I don't know if the words, you know, I don't think it's blind spot. It's almost like this disillusion, disillusionment or something where yeah. you, you don't realize to the extent 
how you're actually self-sabotaging your own growth because mm. you're not honestly confronting the fact that you're complaining more than applying. Mm. And so I think there's access to great wisdom and advice everywhere. Yeah. Nowadays, the application part mm. is a problem and the courage to confront that you have things to deal with, mm. that's a problem as well. Right. And so this idea of around taking your own advice mm. rather than complaining about it, mm. that's the that's the life hack thing we're chucking on the table. And it's an ouch and ugly one, but it really, mm. it, it's a really, it's a stinger. It is. That is very common. It is, it's so common. Yeah. And see, I actually have an anecdote about this one with us. Um, I remember that I was complaining probably is the best way to explain it. I was complaining to you about a certain person for ages. And in my head, it was just like, I'm just telling my bestie and I'm just letting them know how my days have been going and oh, dealing with this person. And I kept talking about the same thing over and over again. And after you'd already listened, you'd already allowed me to vent, you went silent on me. And I, and not in a sense that we stopped talking. It's just whenever this topic or this person came up, you just change the subject or you just pause. And I didn't notice it for a couple of months. But when I did start to notice it, which is how I tend to get my hits from you <laughs> when you go silent. Um, I started to realize there's something in the unsaid and what you weren't saying. And so I had to actually reflect and realize, oh, I'm not venting anymore. I stopped venting a long time ago and I'm just complaining. And now that I'm complaining... I need to do something about it because yeah. she's already told me everything. Like she's been there. She's been empathetic, sympathetic. She's listened. She's even given some really like some godly wisdom and advice. And I'm blocking myself from learning mm. because I'm going around and round in circles with this situation mm. and I'm not doing anything to actually change it. Yeah. And so it was so funny because it was your silence that made me turn inward and I became more introspective to try and figure out why had you gone silent on me. Mm. But we were still like, we're besties, so we talk all the time. Mm. But the silence in this topic spoke volumes wow. because I was just like, okay, she's not talking to me about this anymore. Why is she not talking to the, to me? Or why is she not acknowledging it anymore? Because I'd still talk about it. Yeah. But you'd either just like, let me say something. And then once I was done, you just continue on with a different topic. Yeah. But it just made me so like aware once I clued on. And once I clued on, I was like, oh, I'm being the problem now because I'm allowing this to continue and I'm not changing anything in this situation mm. except for continually complaining. And that has that awakening or that um, awareness that was brought from me mm. seeing 
what you had done in terms of not talking about it because you were no longer giving energy to it anymore mm. so you're like I mean I don't know if that was what you meant to do but it was very much like I'm not even going to focus on this I'm not going to entertain it you can talk about it but I'm not going to say anything mm. and you would just talk about something else and once I recognized it because sometimes I'm the bestie in the situation that will talk for ages um, and sometimes Knowles doesn't get a word in <laughs> and so in this situation when I realized it wasn't something wasn't giving like I was like oh and it wasn't ever like oh my gosh she's not even talking to me anymore mm. how rude it's our relationship has never been like that mm. so for me when you changed and when I realized it it was immediately okay something's got to give and it's probably on my side mm. and that awareness allowed me to change my situation to get out of it yeah. to release forgiveness to this person and be able to move forward in life but it had had me trapped and stuck yeah. for so long and if you don't have good people around you who can check you and check you from a place of love because Absolutely. you don't yeah. want people who check you with their own agendas. Mm. You want someone who wants the best for you, who wants God's best for you. Yeah. So I can wholeheartedly say that in this situation, you've always been there and done that for mm. me. So it's very interesting that we're talking about putting this mirror up because it's like okay if I've got to check myself what do I need to learn in this to actually grow and I think the fact that you were so intentional about asking the questions mm. you could have been reactive mm. you could have chosen like oh she doesn't get me stuff you man like you're mm. supposed to be on my side mm. <laughs> you know like you actually could have justified that reaction but instead you chose self-awareness you chose the humble harder road mm. to process what is happening here why why has this situation caused me to go in circles, which mm. we have that, especially relational ones. Mm. We we do have crazy, um, crazy conflict mm. that is so emotionally burden burdening that we do find ourselves in circles. Yeah. And some of it requires external people to help us out of that circle. And mm -hmm. then some just require yourself to actually have the hard confronting reflections with right. yourself and making change and so it's so cool that you brought up an example of how you reflected because that's that's a huge part because mm. many people will do the fight or flight response right they'll you know fight the people who actually have their back mm. and then just break that off and you know push mm. them away or run from everything and never confront yeah their part and so they're just trapped in this cycle. And, of oh my gosh, do we know people like that? <laughs> yeah. And I, my heart breaks because I'm like, man, um, we've talked, you vented. Now it's like going on, you know, years now mm -hmm. and nothing's changing. Yeah. I can no longer help you. I can just be beside you. But now it's like, even I can see that you're in this, you know, mm -hmm. we all have you know those experiences with others but mm. maybe we don't realize we're trapped in that 
ourself. And I think it's hard because even with people who we know who are like that, they then start to feel abandoned because we've we have nothing yeah. more to give. And it's yeah. like, I don't know how else to help you. Like you might need professional help. <laughs> like mm. or you do need professional help. And it's and it gets into this circle where because in different aspects we're both rescuers <laughs> yeah and and we do unfortunately have those tendencies so we have to be aware of those things as well mm. and when we see people who we really love and who we really care about be in these situations and in these circles or even when it's ourselves going through stuff when it gets to that point where you can no longer help it can really hurt when the people who you've who you have like been there for who you have loved on and cared for turn around and feel betrayed at you no longer having anything more to give yeah and then there and within that it's like bro didn't you see me be there through all the dark nights, through all the dark days. Mm. Didn't you see me hold your hand when you needed to be picked up? Like, yeah. And I'm talking metaphorically, like picked up. But I mean, it's it can get really even that can drain your energy when you have people like that who cannot see. Yeah. And you've given them all the tools in your own experiences and like your lived knowledge um but if they're not willing to take those on board and use them for themselves you end up being seen as the bad guy like you left me and I'm like and I hate it because I'm like I didn't leave you I just cannot help you get out of this only you can yeah like it's actually now down to you yeah and if you want change you have to be that catalyst for yourself now because there's nothing more I can do or add Mm. that can change this equation up yeah yeah it's yeah it is and that's why it's such a simple idea of you know take your own advice Mm. (laughs) and then there'll be a point where your advice will no longer be able to help you in your situation or season Mm. so then you do go to those who are um, experienced and have wisdom to share into mm. your life but there's a lot that you can actually fix yourself but it comes down to ownership and that courage yeah it's really it's really humbling mm. and requires courage to mm. look in the mirror yeah because you see you start to see things that you actually hate and then you might be ashamed of mm. admitting that those things need to be dealt with and there's just so much mixed emotions that come up with the confronting um, choice. Yeah. However, the reward, the healing, the healed relationships that could come from mm. it, the healed um, aspects in yourself mm. that can come from it is incredible. Absolutely. And often missed out on all because we're trapped in this complaining zone. Yeah. And a practical thing for yourself, rather than looking at everyone else going, oh, that's my friend and that's my friend, actually checking with yourself, what have I been caught in complaining about? Not just venting, like mm. you said, you know, you stop venting at some point and then it just became this negative mm. rant. And, and what 
has been on my mind and my verbal language mm. and and try catch it and see especially if it's like it's one thing to complain about something for a week mm. versus months and years yeah and if there's things that's just constantly always there you have an issue with it that mm. you actually have to recognize and so a practical step is to again with self-awareness reflecting on the patterns mm. in your language in your thoughts about that situation that keeps coming up mm. or that person that keeps triggering bad emotions and reactions from you mm. and and start to acknowledge that okay you you need to do some work in this area yeah so stopping cutting the the cord of complaining and now being proactive to bring resolve healing forgiveness whatever's required mm. in that area that's one immediate action that can happen mm. however you brought up that whole cool point about rescuing mm. <laughs> and just a note on those who know their rescuers mm. or didn't know your rescuer but hearing what we're talking about and you realize you're quick to want to save people out of their situations one of the best things that I think we've learned over the years around boundaries, one of the best things is to listen and love and give advice when it's asked for, mm -hmm. but actually put the responsibility of change back on your friends. Yeah. In simple, they might present a situation and they're like, you know, ranting on about whatever. And if you have no answers that, really could bring solutions to them because maybe they're so invested in the problem bringing questions like so what are you going to do about it to change this mm. have you thought about some solutions what's the actual problem mm. and you ask questions that puts the responsibility of change in their court mm. Some people don't like that, but the truth is we're only going to enable their behavior more if we try like rescue and, and hug it out and they'll go on this like complain, then you make them feel good cycle and then it comes back up next week Yeah, and it, it, it's, no, it's not going to help them mature. Mm. It's not going to help them take responsibility and ownership. Right. But when you ask questions that they realize they either can't answer or they don't want to answer. Mm. That will either make them retreat and check their language. That might make them like how you went on this process of reflecting like, wait, you know, Knowles is no longer listening with that situation. Like we talk about everything mm. else and then you like start to reflect. Right. That might humble them. Mm. That might even make them decide they want just yes people. So they'll change social groups. Mm. That's hard. Yeah. However... You don't want to be stuck being a rescuer. You really that is don't. incredibly draining. It is. And sometimes we make it worse. Yes. <laughs> In all our years of living so far, yes. Yeah. So we're not actually helping. No. No. And so if you find that you're in that, I would suggest that you start to position yourself differently. Mm. You ask questions that help your friends take ownership on mm. what they can control on the behaviors reactions or solutions that they can actually enable and and placing it back on them and the and it will help them mature 
So mm. you're actually doing a greater thing than just rescuing their hurt. You're helping them grow into stronger people. It doesn't feel like that at the time, mm. but in the long term, it totally is. Absolutely. And I think also because of the type of people we were growing up, um, we always wanted to find solutions. We're very solutions-based troubleshooting type of people, whether that was just from the kind of work we did as well. Mm. So we naturally want solutions and resolution, um, and we don't like staying stuck. So yeah. we just assume everyone wants to be like that. <laughs> And not everyone does. They really don't. That's why That's why a lot of people won't tell me stuff. Mm. Because they know that I'm so straight up and I'm honest. Mm. And I have, you know, values that really keep us in check. Mm. And so there's a lot of people who, they'll talk about everything else, but they won't talk about certain problems because they know that I'm going to pull up a mirror. Mm. Because you're the one who can actually get yourself mm. out of this. And they don't like that. And yeah. I sometimes I do it unintentionally. Yes. A lot. <laughs> like so you do I, I do it unintentionally it. a lot. <laughs> but I think I've always told you as well, like you are literally a mirror when people talk to I'm you. Sorry. And they don't and you don't even mean to do it. Like that's the thing. But I also know that our relationship is so special because we have these discussions mm. and I don't think we ever really get mad with each other because it's like if something's triggering or if something's come up, it's an open discussion. Yeah. Like it's literally, I need to talk about this. This happened and I was affected. And we're both like, oh, okay. Um, and it's never like, oh, well, you should have done this. That's just not how our relationship no. is. It really isn't. And yeah. so it, I... I don't know how to explain that, but there is such a humility within the relationship that there is no ego really mm. in it. And it's what allows us to have these discussions because we get into some really nitty gritty stuff yeah, and we strip back so much, but I always come out of them refreshed and uplifted and encouraged that I am learning something new. Mm. whether it's about myself or you or about how I can deal better with a situation. Um, so, yeah, it's been – it's definitely been a journey, but one that I love so much because, yeah, you've been that mirror, but it's not a bad thing. Because even when you were that mirror and I didn't want to listen, going back to when I was younger, um, had I listened, I probably could have saved myself a lot of heartache. But it's okay because you stood by me regardless. So, hello, I'm here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, even reflecting back on those days, like, I was one of those people, you know, and there are probably heaps of times where you just had to be like, here's the mirror, come out of this. And But there was no pressure mm. to change. It was always left in my court. And I think that's really key, especially with rescuer types, is yeah. take that take that um, emphasis off yourself and put it back where it belongs and don't carry it. Because yeah. if you carry it, you will drain yourself and you will get burnt out. 
and then you're of no use to anyone, including yourself. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's interesting just thinking, one, about our history, but even, two, about this situation, like this being a thing, because it is, like, take your own advice or stop complaining. <laughs> just Yeah, it sounds so simple. But it's so difficult. I mean, it is simple. <laughs> yeah, it is simple. <laughs> it's just hard to do. Um, it's like, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, that analogy or that quote that's always mentioned. But actually, the grass is greener wherever you water it. Yeah. So yep. you can play the comparison game. You can, you can play that. Mm. Or you can actually figure out where you're watering. <laughs> yeah. And what you're giving power to. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. It's it's so true. I that's why I love that analogy, eh? I'm yeah. like there's a reason why your grass is brown. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <And> <laughs> there's a reason why your grass looks Australian. <laughs> Whoa! No judgment. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. Don't come at me. I'm playing. But I'm just saying Grass in Brisbane looks brown. <laughs> oh, man. I can't. No jokes. My family live over there. Don't come at me, guys. I'm just playing. Oh, yeah. I think there's so much things to... Um, there's so many things to take in. Mm. But it's choosing what to apply. Yeah. And I always... Um, I'm like a... One of my repetitive statements in any mentoring group I'm taking is around um, application is the key to your transformation. Mm. And we can get all this amazing knowledge from anywhere. Yeah, There's like too much information out there that is free, accessible now. But it means nothing until you actually apply it to your life. Mm. It's like, you know, we we get health plans given to us but get getting given the paper with the health plan on it it's not going to exactly. help you it doesn't do anything exactly unless you get your butt to the gym yeah for 20 minutes a day unless you choose to eat your veggies and your greens and your meat and have a balanced diet as opposed to takeaways every night yeah and like it's a choice and and the difference between the knowledge and then actually applying that knowledge and application is a choice and it's mm. a powerful choice and it's not an easy one to implement. But Absolutely. choosing what you're going to apply will directly result in transformation. Mm. And so there's so much things that, you know, even we've talked about today, mm. but even if you just took one of them. Yeah. And started to apply it over the next mm. few months. Crazy transformation. Absolutely. And I mean, even the analogies I use, like going to the gym or eating well, like those are really simple, but human beings are complex. Yeah. <laughs> and as someone who struggles with food and um, having chronic illness and pain levels that can really be debilitating yeah. in me being able to do stuff it can be really hard to get these simple things off the ground. Mm. It can be as much as 
I might have been in the studio filming all day and I have absolutely no energy to do anything else. Mm. So I can't cook. I can't go to the gym. I literally, the easiest option is takeaways. And Mm. if you're working 40 to 60 hour weeks, trying to provide for your family, trying to do, these things are not easy. And if you're living in survival mode, these things are not easy. So I'm not trying to be, like I'm not trying to oversimplify. Like it's a matter of you just yeah. applying. It's it's not that at all because it's a lot more complex than that. Yeah. But there is an element of if you have excuses in the way and you feel their excuses as opposed to things that actually are like obstacles that are hard to overcome. Mm. Then get rid of the excuses. Yeah. But if you have obstacles to overcome, that's where you take it step by step, day by day, and you work on it. Mm. It's not an overnight fix, and it's not an easy solution. A lot of the times, things to do that are for your betterment are simple. Enacting them? (laughs) That is a different story. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It is. Yeah. 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 Damn. This has been intense. In a good way. Hard I mean out. it's it's, <laughs> it's very typical for us. Yeah. But yeah. Um, this is perhaps the first time we've ever shared our kind of talks on a public forum. <laughs> yeah, that was intense. And I loved it. And do we have any final thoughts? Because I'm not sure I do. <laughs> I think if you've listened to portions of this, choose one thing and apply it. Yeah. Or go down the rabbit hole of reflection on something that triggered you or resonated because it's it, we actually need to be looking at ourselves, being like, mm. oh, how can I grow or heal or being aware? And I think all of the things we talked about Mm. whether they're life hacks or crazy awareness hacks Mm. to be honest um what really matters is applying that and going deeper for ourselves. so yeah that's my my final thoughts i've loved this it's been the best yep i don't really have final thoughts except thank you so much for coming on I love that for the for as long as I do the link up, there will always be bestie chats every season. Um, and, you know, it's been an absolute honor and privilege and so much joy to have this kind of chat with you. Thank you for coming on my podcast. And I know perhaps you're not in front of the camera with me all the time, because you're so busy um but you've always been in the background uh Noel's also helped design my graphics which is awesome amongst all her other hats that she wears <laughs> um but yeah I'm just so thankful that you've come to chat with me and end off our first season of the link up so thank thanks. you I loved it yeah it's been great If you guys have any other questions or topics you want us to discuss, just email us 
at info at thelinkup.co.nz. Um, you can also message us via DMs on TikTok and Instagram. And if you want to check out any of Knowles' stuff, she's on IG under e.pioneer or watch Light Flare, which is her creative side of things. And you can go see all her amazing jackets she's designed, some of her other things she's done. She is so crazy talented. I wear a lot of her earrings on the show as well. Um, she is a multifaceted, multi-talented woman. So yeah, that's it for season one. I hope you guys enjoyed the journey with us. We will be back after a short holiday break um, with season two. So yeah, aloha.